What's up, everybody? Welcome, Welcome to, to the Bollywood Podcast. Podcast. It's your boy, VJ. And your boy, Dev. Where we talk about anything and everything. And, and that's, that's real, real talk. talk. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bollywood Podcast. VJ and Dev here. What's up, Dev? How's your week, man? Uh, Self-quarantine, bro. That's the name of the game. <laughs> that's pretty much what we can do now. Just be self-quarantined with everything that's going on. Um, as we've seen, you know, the toll that it's taken on the entertainment and sports industry. We'll get into that. But how you feeling, bro? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. You want to get started? Let's let's get it going. So what we're going to talk about today, guys, is, is the coronavirus and how it's affecting sports and entertainment worldwide. Um, I just wanted to start off with a quick definition of, of, of what coronavirus is, um, just to give you guys a little background if you don't know already. Um, the coronavirus is COV, a.k.a are a large family of viruses that cause illnesses ranging from the common cold to more severe diseases such as Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, MERS, COV, and also Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. I uh, just wanted to let you know exactly what strand it is that, that we're talking about today and that's currently affecting worldwide. It's uh, the coronavirus disease, which is COVD, COVID-19. Um, it was a new strain that they discovered in 2019 um, it has been previously identified in humans. Um, also, the coronavirus are zootonic. So what that means is it's transmitted between animals and people. Um, the common signs of infection include respiratory symptoms, fever, cough, shortness of breath, and breathing difficulties. In more severe cases, infection can cause pneumonia, severe acute respiratory syndrome, kidney failure, and also in some cases, death. So we just wanted to uh, just touch base on that, just to let you know, let you guys know what's going on, um, and then also just just to see how it's affecting. So with a current live update worldwide, um, the cases are all the way up to one hundred and fifty four thousand, hundred and fifty five lives. The deaths are currently at five thousand seven hundred ninety eight, um, but a positive side, um, the recovered amount of people are seventy four thousand two hundred sixty one. So yeah, just Dev, I just want to give you know the the people exactly what what the coronavirus is and and where we are right now, currently sitting at. What do you think, man? Well, you know me, man. I'm I'm not big on media. I'm not big on politics. Don't really follow that stuff. But this is real, you know. Uh, I, I put on a Facebook status up saying, you know, we're in, we're in the city, um, New York City. And it basically said these people look like they on matter of grade from Grey's Anatomy service. Like everybody walking around with gloves and masks. And me, I'm like, no, I'm, I ain't getting sick. I feel good. So, you know, it, it, it hasn't hit home for me. So because it hasn't hit home, uh, you know, I didn't think anything of it. When it did hit home for me is when I'm, I'm laying in bed and, you know, I'm, yeah. There was no game on that I wanted to watch at the time. I was waiting for the Buck Celtics game for the on, on Thursday. Right. And then I get an alert that, you know, the game's been postponed. Yeah. The like, game's been postponed. And then, you know, earlier that day was the Nets and and Warriors were gonna play without fans. So the game's been postponed. Then I see all this. My my friend Eddie texts me and it's like Yo, Rudy yeah. Gobert has Corona. And I'm like, I remember that we texted I'm, each other. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I'm like, wow. And you know that 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 one has got real for me. Um, I'm like, wow, basketball player has you know, uh, you know. Now I said like, damn, but 
Rudy yeah. Gobert. Yeah, I'm like, you know, real. yeah, just, I'm like, he's not a household name, so you know, that's not going. It's not LeBron or it's not you know James Harden or somewhere. Somebody still a big to, name though, bro. Yeah, no, I'm just as far as like the, someone that does not follow basketball would know who. Oh it yeah, is. oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I it's gotcha. like, okay, then. You know, we're talking about it, you know, amongst friends, um, me and you talking about it. Yeah. And and we're like, wow. And then, you know, next thing here is they're suspending the league. I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> Crazy, stop, whoa. Right? What, Crazy. What, what are y'all doing? Yeah. So at that time, it's like, you know, I, I, I got several siblings. It's like one of my siblings got it. I'm like, what's what's yeah. going on? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, nah, nah, like. <laughs> Adam Silver, what's wrong, bro? Like, it's just one person. <laughs> nah, I totally. You know, but you. yeah, but you know, it's, it's contagious. So, like, um, it's an airborne, airborne, right? You can catch it mm-hmm. airborne or through touch. So, like, you know, it's like wow, airborne, then, airborne through a certain way. So you you can catch it while while you're just standing around. Um, somebody that is actually carrying the virus has to either like call for sneeze in your vicinity. And for you to like either either walk into it or like you said touch, um, so if somebody has a coronavirus and don't wash their hands or whatever the case may be, touch a certain surface and then you touch it, you could definitely catch it that way. Um, so that's why they're they're definitely implementing the wash your hands a- as much as you can, and then also keep your hand sanitizer around you. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, man, it was just literally one message after another message. I'm sorry, like notification. Um, our phones were just blowing up. We kept posting one after another. Um, to each other, sending us, sending each other messages. So yeah, it definitely, it definitely hit home. Um, we definitely didn't see it going to this level or this extent. Um, we saw the little notifications here and there, and then we just started hearing these big names, and then one after another, it was just, a, it was just like a domino effect. But I just wanted to touch on one thing you said. Um, it was the media. Um, I mean, between you and me and our lifetimes of uh, we've we've been through a few of these outbreaks disease outbreaks um as you call it or or like crazy moments in our life but i don't think any of the other diseases um had as much coverage as this one did i don't know if you if you're on with me on that one um when when sars broke out uh the media coverage was about 66.3 million um type of uh, of articles and stuff that were put out there and how much they were covering it um, the most recent one, which was Ebola, it was covered around 16.2 million times. Um, you want to take a guess how many times coronavirus was covered so far? This has been what? How long has this been around? Three weeks? Four weeks? Let's say about a month, month and a week. Uh, let's say about a month, yeah. All right, so I want to, you said about 63, so I do times four. I'd say 250 million. 2.1 billion, bro. So the coronavirus has been covered and mentioned in the media 2.1 billion times. Um, the highest um, mentioned disease has been HIV overall, which was 60, 69.5 million. And then SARS at 66.5. Then we had MERS at 33.1 and then Ebola at 16.2. So I just want to just want to talk to you about that real quick. What do you think about that, man? That, that's, that's a drastic, drastic difference um, in coverage. Do you think you think the media has has any play in 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 the widespreadness of this and the hysteria that's going on, uh, versus like all the other diseases that we've been through so far? What do you think? Um, to me, I I, I would say yes. Um, m- mainly because the the way the way I see it, 
Like the way I see it is that I I, I still don't feel frantic. You know, I went to the supermarket uh, earlier, and there's no bread, there's no water, there's no you know toilet paper, there's no paper towels. It's like yeah, yeah, the toilet paper like thing you, is crazy, and the hand sanitizer. Like, like you it's, people. Uh, you people don't wipe your butt <laughs> like normally. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, so I, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, or I, like, I live alone, so you know, I have I have enough. To me, if something were to happen, to get right. by without even going to buy stuff, so I just don't get people. But like with the media, right, is the narrative is always to place fear amongst the masses in the sense. But there, there's there's one reason why I don't follow the news is because. They they wait to the end of the broadcast to give you the positive side of anything, right? You know the cute stories. You know, oh look, check this kitten out. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's usually how they do it, man. Um, I mean, it's it's like a rule of thumb with media itself. They always start off on on a crazy crazy story and then transition into something that has nothing to do with it or like a positive thing, like you said. Um, but I think this is probably the most wide covered. Um, epidemic that we've I'm sorry pandemic that we've had um, in, in a long time man um, but yeah let's let's get into let's get into how it's affecting one one of the most important things in our lives which is sports um, let's let's get into like what's going on man you want to you want to touch touch base on a little bit what you're seeing um, well what I'm seeing is like uh, we, we, we like the major sports um, like most Americans uh, basketball football baseball yeah. Um, we're, we're we're different ethnicities, so you you follow follow what they call football in other countries. I don't follow that. Mm-hmm. Um, you follow hockey as well. I don't follow that. Although I did pick a team last year. <laughs> um, I did pick the Golden. Um, no, it was it was two years two ago. Years ago. The Golden two Knights. years ago when they finally expanded City. when they had yeah, the expansion yeah, it, in the NHL. Yeah, um, it, it goes fast when you don't follow it. <laughs> for real, for real. And they won a but, championship um, that year too. They won the Stanley Cup. So no, go they pick did on not that win. One. They lost. They, they lost. The first year so, they did. You no, know, nah, they lost. You sure? They lost. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was heartbreaking. Oh, all right. Gotcha. It, it, it didn't hurt like the Celtics losing in um, 2010. Gotcha. But, <laughs> nah, I totally but my team lost. Uh, but uh, I don't. I don't follow those sports. But like, it's just like the. I follow college basketball. I know you don't follow it. I know you you, you know some of the players I, that are coming into the NBA. Yeah. Um, shortly. Um, but it's something I follow. Um, granted, my team, um, the Tar Heels, um, absolutely horrendously sucked this year. Um, I still enjoy the tournament. I, mean, I, I still remember as a kid um, just watching the tournament, filling out my brackets. Like, how can I not be able to fill out a bracket this year? Yeah, no, I totally like, agree. As a fan, you know, we look uh, forward to this filling that year. out, like trying, trying to, you know, get a perfect bracket, or like, oh, hearing all my brackets busted. Yeah, like, you don't get to hear that this year. No, like, no, I totally they, do. This thing is gonna, although the um, tournament expands until the first week of April, we we were not experienced March Madness. Like Corona has taken over as March Madness. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think I could have said it any better. Um, the the madness that's currently going on is definitely the coronavirus. Um, we we're seeing that nationwide with sports. Um, like you said, the NCAA um, actually canceled the entire tournament. 
Um, I mean, for them to do that, uh, it just shows the severity or, or just the hysteria that's currently going on. Um, we've seen it, like you said, with Ruby Gobert. Not only was he infected, but he definitely infected a, another teammate as well, who's the biggest name on that team, which is our boy Donovan Mitchell. Um, it just shows that how quickly it could spread um, throughout the league. And then for the league to make that drastic decision, I think was pretty crazy. What do you think of what do, what do you think is going to happen with the NBA, man? Um, so currently suspended. Um, they're saying for at least 30 days. Um, and then until until they figure out exactly how to proceed with it. So do you what are you thinking? You think they're going to delay the league or you think we're going to we're going to just just close the season out the way it is? Uh, I has I got a call from one of my um, close friends. He's a rapper in Atlanta. Gotcha. Um, and you know we 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 talk briefly. Um, you no, know, we talk for extended periods of time, but we don't talk a lot. But when we talk, you know, our conversations are long, and then he's having this conversation about the NBA and the coronavirus and everything. Yeah. And I I said to him that looking at the standings, I think they should end the season right where it is, and when they come back, just jump into the playoffs. Right. Um, he said that works, you know, he said that works for the East. Yeah. Um, because that's pretty much all settled, you know, uh, Brooklyn will have to lose a lot of games, mm-hmm. uh, um, in order to, you know, drop out, For which sure. it seemed like they were trying to do, but, um, Washington is too far down to act, not too far down, but, you know, mm-hmm. it would take a lot if you put it into some algorithm or whatever. Yeah. Um, but in the West... Teams are closer to, to Memphis um, in the eighth slot. So, you know, those owners may not, you know, want that. Right. But then, you know, extending the season means that you're also pushing back the draft. Yeah. Then or is the NCAA going to allow some sort of a term? And I heard that they uh, got into the thought process of doing it at a later time, but dropping it from 64 teams to 16 mm-hmm. teams and, uh, other uh, conferences didn't want that because it's like you know, either none or, or or all. So with the NBA, it it it'd probably be the same thing. But my me as a fan, yeah, um, it's it's one of two things. You know, stop the season at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the playoffs whenever you guys come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they have to figure out the arena stuff. Right and. The second thing is, does this open a can of worms for players that don't want to play 82 games mm-hmm. and say, hey, look here, we had that shortened lockout season. We had this shortened season due to, you know, the um, pandemic. Right. Hey, let us play 66 games. Going forward, you mean? Going forward. Okay. So then then it, it could be a model to something. Okay. You know, they play... Uh, they play these numbers of games, and then they take off two weeks or a month to get healthy, and then jump into it. I don't know how fans would feel about that. Wait, part, wait, but take two months off and then jump into the playoffs? No, no, two weeks, two weeks, two based weeks. on the, like the fourteen days what the government was saying. So, so finish thirty days, right? So finish the season, um, end it where it is right now with the current standings, and then take a few weeks off and then start start the playoffs. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, basically, that's what it would be if they jump back in and say, "Hey, we're going to yeah. come back. We're going to start the playoffs for this year." Because honestly, are we going to play? Yeah, I know. I was going to say is Jet. You you have a good point there. I was going to say is they they already played a, a ton of games already, right? Um, if we're looking at it right now, they're currently sitting at what sixty five games, sixty six games, depending on what team you're looking at. 
So I, I think that's I think that's more than enough games. Um, there's 82 games in a season. So even if they did have to cut the remaining weeks that the 82 games would have finished or filled in, um, I think it makes perfect sense. That would be around the 30 days if we're if give or take, and then we could just jump right into the playoffs. Um, but you see what you just said though. You said that that would be enough games. So that opens up a whole can of worms when everything gets back to the norm of what we are used to. Okay. So when we get back to the normal we're used to, you know, when when they have they are uh, their CBA, mm-hmm. you know, they have an argument. Okay. But now here's here's the argument though, right? So if they do think that sixty six games will be enough, and if they want to cut games back, if that's where you're trying to get at, it's also going to affect their salaries. And I don't think I don't think the players association is going to be cool with it affecting their salaries. So now this this is where ownership and and team owners and management comes in, right? They're going to be like, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. You guys want to cut it down to, to less games, then okay, we're going to cut down your salaries too. What do you think about that? Because you know that's going to happen. They're not going to pay them the same amount of money they're paying for an 82-game season, including, and then following that, the playoffs, if, if that's what they want to get. Remember, it has to be a give and take here, especially with the NBA. Um, We've we seen this around the league, man. Um, if, if they do want to cut the games, which is cool, the ownership would be fine with it, but they're also going to cut salaries too. Well, that that's something that's similar to the NFL, mm-hmm. where they also have suspended, you know, all meetups with yep. draft prospect, mm-hmm. um, all even their owners' meetings. They suspended all these things. Yep. So because they suspended all these things, yes, you know, they're also in negotiations with their CBA. Absolutely. So it's it's no set end date on when this pandemic will be under control. So because of that, you know, what could they possibly do to make sure the draft's done, training camp's done, right? preseason's done, Yep. and keep everything in the, uh, to where they can still have the 16-game season for this year Absolutely. when they also are trying to spend that to 17 games. Exactly. Season. So you, you touched exactly what I was, I was trying to get at. So... Now, what do you think is going to happen with the 17-game um, proposed season with all this going on? Are they going to wait till next season to, to discuss this? or Because I, I don't see them them getting everything resolved by, by the time all this is all this pans over um, when it does. Because we, we honestly don't have an ETA on when it will be. Um, from what I'm hearing is this, the, the virus is just starting. We haven't hit, we haven't hit the peak yet. Um, we don't know how long the cases are, are going to continue to go on. Um, there's a lot of questions, man. Um, if you And then also, they, like you said, with the draft two, um, Schefter reported on, when was this, the 13th, which was yesterday, that Danafil has canceled all college player visits to team facilities or schools, and only online communication is allowed on an indefinite basis. So I, I don't see him continuing having the draft in Vegas. Um, but what do you think is going to happen with the draft? Like, how how is this going to going to pan out? Uh, well, you asked me a lot in there, um, <laughs> but uh, the, I, I I go with the first thing. Yep. The first thing was how I feel about the seventeen season. They can't wait till next year. But next year, that means that uh, that agreement is now up. So that means either one, two things. They're going to have to agree uh, the owners to either stick with sixteen games. And the current playoff um, structure, or you know, the players are gonna have to agree to go to the um, 
the new one with the 17 games with the new playoff structure, um, which I actually, I don't care for the 17 game right. portion of it. I do like the new playoff structure. Right. Um, because it's uh, sometimes the worst team makes the wild card. Right. Um, but this gives that extra team, uh, you know, an extra uh, chance, similar to when baseball made their um, change. Right. As far as um, the NFL draft. Draft. I don't know. Right. This is. So the draft supposed to be in. What's the date on that? Uh, late April. Yeah, late April, mid-April, I think it is. I'll get the exact date. Continue. Th- then that's when the NBA is expecting to bring back you know, their players uh, after a 30-day hiatus to see where everything is. Mm-hmm. So and it's actually April 3rd, uh, def- Thursday, April the 23rd. So the end of April. Yeah. So... Can you move that back? And my thing is, if you're moving everything back, yeah, if you're moving basketball back, you're moving the NFL draft back, you're moving baseball back, mm-hmm. what happens the following year? Or they, they coming back early? Um, you know, they're coming back. So if you play basketball up until August, yeah, pre- preseason normally starts in the beginning of September. Yeah. So here's here's what I think is going to be affected the most. Um, that really actually has no relevance. So, throughout any sports um, or any sports industry or league, um, they have a time period where they practice in the off season, obviously, and then once they have their team set in place, they'll have preseason games. Um, what I what I'm seeing is, or what I think is definitely going to happen is they're just going to cut preseason games out completely and just start and get right into the league. I think that would be the most logical thing to do. Um, because it honestly has no relevance. It's just for teams to find their cohesiveness and to integrate their new players or drafted players onto their teams. But I think they still can um, do stuff on the offseason or, or while they're being isolated or quarantined, in a sense. They could learn the playbook in, in a case for like new rookies and things like that. Um, the players, are, they're already on teams. If they do have a new coach, do something via Skype or something like that. With the technology we have these days... Um, I don't think it's going to affect them knowledge-wise, like what they want to do on the field. Unfortunately, they're not going to be able to practice it. So I think we're going to see a lot of a, a lot of teams that are going to be lethargic and not know what to do because they physically haven't done it on, on the basketball court or run plays or physically on the field itself. What do you think? That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing replaces repetition. <clears throat> Nothing replaces repetition. Okay. So, uh, your offensive lineman. Yeah. You know, get, getting in, you know, your stance. Right. Uh, getting that abuse that you take, you know, pushing pushing through, making sure defensive line doesn't come through during practice. You, you have to do that. You know, you're a basketball player. You have to get coordinated with what your teammates likes to receive the ball. When it's passed to him, right? You know, you got to realize where the ball needs to come for them to get that shot, right? You got to learn to block out, right? You got to learn to communicate on defense, right? That's cool. You know, we we can barely together get together and, and, and communicate on when the when we're going to record a podcast sometimes. <laughs> true, so very true, very true. With as as a whole unit, a, a 
five players on on the court. Right. Eleven guys on the field. Right. Nine guys on the field. You know, it, it's not it's not conducive to what they're bringing as 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 a product. Yeah. For entertainment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if you if you say oh get rid of preseason, like I know I know the players don't like the preseason games. Right. But you know. It, cool. It, it, let's let's be honest, right? The preseason in any league or whatever case may be, it's usually for the rookies, right? The veterans don't don't take the field or the court until the last few games. Let's keep it real. So I, I hear I hear your argument on this one. It, it's very integral um, for for the rookies and the younger players. I totally understand that preseason is is, is huge for them. Uh, my only thing is, even the players that are being drafted, they're draft being drafted in a certain position, right? Unless they're being drafted in a position where they're either going to switch sides or whatever case may be that they're not used to, then I think it's going to take a big effect on them. But they they know what their role is. They're being drafted at their particular position, right? The only people that I see it affecting is the people who are transitioning into the NBA or the NFL um, that are coming in and switching their their actual their position or their roles. That's the only time I see it being a, a huge difference or, or a huge effect. That's all I'm saying. I wholeheartedly disagree. Okay. Nah, I, I disagree. Like, you have you played organized sports before? No, I haven't. But I've won a spelling bee. You, you I've, played, won, I've won a spelling bee, a couple of spelling bees in my time. But <laughs> that is a sport. Uh, that is technically a sport. Uh, it was on ESPN, and, and, and if, if you wasn't Indian, I, I would say that was racist. <laughs> but um. I didn't want to comment on that, to, uh, <laughs> but um, I I played organized sports as a kid, and um, practice, man, practice makes perfect. Like even in in, in you spelling, oh yeah, you no know, repetitiveness. Good point. You, know, you had to practice those words. Good point. So if if you don't get to practice, and and that's what those games are. You can you can run regular practices. And, Absolutely. You know we watch hard knocks. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, um, I've been to a live on um, football practice before. I'm, I'm not certain if you have, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's a lot of messing up. Yeah. You can't mess up in a game, and especially in, in, in the sport of football, where every game costs you something. Every play costs like, you something. Like, it's not like basketball. Yeah. And it's not like basketball and baseball where, you know, all right, we lost two games in a row. We're going to go on you know six-game winning streaks, and then we're going to you know stay competitive in the standings. Every game counts. Football, man. you lose two games. You, you lose two games in a row. Yeah, you're potentially out of the playoffs. Potentially out of the playoffs. You make two bad plays. You're potentially out of the game. Especially, especially with the the division you're possibly in. The competition is fierce, where every single game counts. Totally hear you on that. Exactly. Totally hear you on that. So. So I understand players, and mostly it's the veteran players that don't like the preseason. Yep. So they don't like the because the extra work. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't seem useful to them. But when you having fifty three guys, and they, I think they're expanding a couple more guys on the team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that you need to sort through, and sometimes it's those veterans that don't make the cut. Yeah. Because they didn't get the practice, and because a, a fresher face is out there, you know, looking. Like they're willing to play the part, right? And and when that happens, you know, what's next? Yeah, you're cut. You're absolutely right, man. So like livelihoods and people's careers and and jobs are on the line for sure. Um, what I want to do is real quick, uh, the the NFL draft 
and the NBA draft. So especially the NBA draft, right? No March Madness. Um, over the years, how many players have we seen increase their draft value with just the March Madness and, and just the playoffs itself and, and the tournament? You know, um, people literally jump up like draft slots. And we're talking about potentially five spots to whatever case may be going from top 10 to, to, to the first overall pick. So I think that's where we're going to see the biggest effect. Um, what do you think? Uh, with the N- NBA draft, um, it's it's normally you see it yeah, and you remember it because from March Madness until June, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically March Madness extends uh, the last two weeks of March into the first week of April. Yeah. So it's basically the best three weeks of your life if you actually like college basketball like like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you remember that from April to June. Yeah. Because the, the ending of the N- NBA Finals into, into the NBA draft into free agency is probably the quickest stretch of the basketball. So going from in, going from March Madness to NBA Finals um, throughout the playoffs and everything, right? And into the draft into free agency, yeah. It's probably the you know it's, it's hitting the, all those spots, and then you don't hear anything else in basketball until preseason's about to start, which no one watches, yeah. But you know it's they have to play it. Um, so without having that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's gonna be tough, yeah. Because it's it's players that jump up, yeah. And you, you weren't expecting them mm-hmm. um, once the beginning of the college basketball season started yeah. to be picking that slot. Yeah. But sometimes they change their fortune. Like, what, what, what's what's coming to my head right now is Kobe um, White's reaction to Cam, um, to uh, his teammate Cam um, being drafted by Phoenix. Yeah. And he was surprised. True. I'm like, you know. Very true. Throughout what Cam, throughout the... That's 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 what I mean. Uh, yeah, throughout the tournament and and throughout the draft process, like these players can't go to the NBA combine. Yeah. Well, maybe they can, you know, but as of right now, they they can't go once once the playoffs um and and right before the draft happens. Right. They're, they're missing all that. Um. One good one good thing is I would say with with March Madness is we, we definitely see some injuries happen throughout throughout March Madness March Madness itself with the tournaments um in general. But then also we see rookies um or one year players who actually excel in, in the tournaments, right? So we see that I think the I think the tournament for me personally differentiates the the good players from the great players, right? For for the players to come into the tournament and then step up and then produce on the level that they're they are, is I think that's where it's gonna affect the draft this year. Um, I don't think you're gonna be able to see exactly what you're potentially fully getting in a player, if that makes sense. Um, I think there will be some mistakes done in, in this year's NBA draft. Uh, just to be completely honest, um, we're we're seeing that. So I don't know. That's that's where I'm at at the moment. But what what um. The NBA, it, it comes together. Yep. What I'm more concerned about is the NFL. Um, because you've got those high-tier players that, you know, 
I'm not throwing on my, you know, at the combine. You know, I'm not doing the 40-yard dash. I'm not doing the vertical jump. I'm not doing the long. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing the bench press. I'm not doing nothing. So you don't know, yeah. you know, how fast they are until you have their pro days. And now all the pro days right. are canceled. Right. And you're not going to get to see a, a player throw. Yep. You know, granted, there's a lot of film on it, but then, you know. You're absolutely right. You were throwing to, was it you or was it the receiver? Right. Was, you know, was it the system? Can you take me calling on a play right. that I'll be normally screaming in your helmet? Mm-hmm. And will you be able to articulate that onto the field? Yeah. Did they dumb down that playbook for you? And you just went out there and showed your talent, right. but then at the same time, you can't give me your, your IQ to be able to read these defenses the way I need you to do. You're absolutely right on that. Uh, I think the NFL Combine versus the NBA Combine are two different animals. Um, the NFL NFL Combine definitely puts you in a lot more vigorous tests, in a sense, than, than the NBA Combine does. Um, just because of how many tests they do, so yeah, that that was that was a great point there. Um, what else? What else are you thinking, man? I think we covered we covered a lot. Oh, big thing! This is what I want to talk to you about: the XFL. So obviously, we spoke about this. This is the XFL's, you know, second coming in a sense. Um, we definitely saw a much better product on the field, um, and just um, entertainment value wise, they definitely went in the right direction. They, they corrected their ways from the initial XFL. Um, now, one good thing I saw is the XFL is definitely voiding, con- uh, voiding contracts or allowing players to, to try to sign with NFL teams. Um, do you think this is the end of the XFL? Do you think this is going to affect them in a way where, where they're not going to be able to come back from it just because we only saw a, a half a season at that, um, we haven't seen the playoffs. We haven't seen what what the playoffs would have looked like, and then also the championship game. Well, I want to believe that it's going to come back because the big thing is that I know we were looking into going to a game. Unfortunately, and because of, yeah, but, but at the same time, those tickets were readily available. After the first week when we were all excited, right? yeah. Then by the time we looked, they weren't available anymore. So everybody was mm, on or board. Or the tickets prices went that, up. That's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, based on like uh, popularity, man. The resellers, and resellers, and yeah. also just because the product they put on the field. Yeah, continue. Um, and to see players that uh, like Cardell Jones, um, that could not thrive in a typical NFL team system. Right. But you put them in that type of system where there's more free range, uh, more uh, college style. Running gun. Gun yep. slinging. RPO type of vibe. Uh, it works for them. Right. But I, I think the product is very good as far as like. I was impressed, man. Expecting these are not, you know, the top football players ever to yeah. do it. Um, but as far as like what they, they're offering, it's a good product. Uh, yeah. The cost for the tickets weren't extremely and high. And they were selling out. They were selling out games, though. And the players were, you know, knew what they were signing up for. 
it wasn't like the uh, AFL or whatever AAFL. Yeah. Whatever the, no, the they were they were actually selling out games, Dev. You know, which was yeah. good to see. Um, I I think that just goes back to it, right? They they went back they went back to the drawing board. They figured out exactly where to fix certain things. We saw certain changes to like kickoffs and things and everything else, where we thought it would would actually if you implemented it in the NFL, would actually benefit the NFL. Um, it, it, I, I, I'm with you on this one. I, I really hope that this doesn't affect them from, from proceeding and going forward. Um, it's given a lot of young players and also some vets that we just talked about an opportunity to re-showcase their ability um, and their offensive talent or their defensive talent. So yeah, man, I, I hope it, this doesn't affect them. Hope they continue. Hopefully they could do something as well where they delay the season and then proceed to it. I have, you know, I just I have one question ahead, about ahead, that. Talk to me. Um, I don't know if I asked you this before, but I was pretty sure it was going to turn into a farm system for NFL teams. Yeah, we, we, we touched a little bit on it. I don't think we did it on the podcast, but we definitely did it um, when we talked to each other. Yeah. And and, and that's what this is seeming like them allowing them to release their, their players from contract. It just seems like, oh, it's a farm system. Yeah. Which which isn't a bad thing because they're still getting their product. You know, it's it's not in direct competition with the right. NFL. You know, Vince McMahon. You know, being the tycoon that he he is, he's he's swallowed up all these uh, smaller level wrestling um, companies over the years. Right. You know, since our childhood up until yep. now. Um, so he basically monopolized the business. Right. But given the time frame that he's allowing these games to be played, it's not in direct competition with the NFL. Right. Um, it seems a lot, a lot better than what I remember of NFL mm-hmm. Europe. Um, and a certain aspect of the game, I, I like. Uh, I like the in-game interview right. um, instead of the interviews after the quarter, like after someone just made a big play, after someone just made a horrible play. You know, getting there early on reaction. You know, it has a, a WWE uh, type vibe to it, but right. you know, I I I like that. I'm like, what the hell was he mm-hmm. thinking? Then you know, the announcers going over to him asking him what the hell was he right. thinking. I'm like, okay, you know, and and uh, it was the one with the uh, ski mask when they get the in- interception. You know, that's not something Roger Goodell will actually allow, <laughs> but you know, just having that type of fun on the on the sideline yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, no, uh, you, with the farm system, right? It, it's it's kind of tricky with, with all the leagues. So um, the NFL actually doesn't have a farm system, right? This is the, there, there's a lot of um, semi-pro leagues out there where people showcase their ability, but it's it was nowhere on the level of the XFL. So for the XFL to give opportunity to, to veterans that have played in the NFL, um, to young players that are coming straight out of college, I think was great. Um, in the NBA, we have the G League, which uh, definitely helps younger players that weren't drafted or undrafted um, showcase their ability. And we've seen a lot of uh, success from it. Um, we've seen a lot of teams sign players later in the season, midseason, whatever the case may be, and then be be a, a, a big part because a, another player went down and contribute in the playoffs or whatever the case may be. Um, and then we have the minor league teams in, in the MLB. So um, I, I, I hear you on this one, man. I, I hope they really keep the XFL alive um, just because it, it is helping out these young guns. 
um, and then also these veterans get a second chance. Um, I think I think we we're, we're good on the farm system thing. Um, another crazy thing is though talking about the XFL and the owner, who is uh, none other Vince McMahon. He's actually going to continue to have shows play, but what they're doing is they're just moving it to different facilities. So Monday 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 Night Raw is actually going to be in, in a practice facility, and they are going to stream it live. It's just not going to have an audience. What do you What do you think about that? I thought about this um, with when LeBron mentioned that he wouldn't go play the game if there's no fans, that's who he played yeah. for. And me is like, you know, I've been to numerous sporting events, uh, WWE events, mm -hmm. football, basketball, baseball. Yep. Uh, so I've been to those events and I've been a fan. Um, I like the ambiance of, of being there as a fan. But also, when certain things happen as a fan, I'm like, damn, I wish I was right. home because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You know, because the announcers fill you in. When you're in the game, you, you, you're trying to hear all the, the PA announcements mm -hmm. of what's going on. But as a player, or even a fan watching an empty arena of wrestling, yeah. looks like practice. Gotcha. So to me, it looks like practice because mm -hmm. it do not look like you're putting on a show. So I was I was on the fence. I'm like, well, the games have to be yep. played. Then, then I'm like, well, how would that be? Um, I'm totally. You don't hear cheering when the big shot is, is there. I'm, I'm totally with you. And and, and when, when a foul happens or a missed call happens, when they do a replay, you, you don't get that aspect of the game. It's like. It's a show. It's just the actress or something. I don't think fans know what they bring I mean, when someone's watching them on TV. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, right, the biggest thing that you just touched on. I think the replay aspect, or when we're just watching it, it's it's a show, right? Um, when we see that crowd mm -hmm. react to whatever foul was called, or whatever dunk just happened, or whatever touchdown was thrown, I think that adds to when we're watching at home or when we're watching on TV. When we see that reaction, we we feel some type of way too. No. So mm -hmm. by taking yeah. that element out of, of visually seeing that or, or being a part of that, I think it's just going to affect entertainment in general. Um, I think that was a great point, man. Uh, just not having that crowd there and um, like Seattle, for instance, Seattle Seahawks, that the crowd is probably the biggest part of, of their offense in a sense. I mean, sorry, their defense in a sense because of, of what they do every time they come to a game. So, yeah, man, that was a, that was definitely a good point. Um, I want to touch on one other thing with, with how it's affecting sports, sports betting. So where do you think this is going to transition and, and what do you, what do you think is going to happen, man? I'm a fan duel DraftKings type guy myself. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I don't put a lot of money into it. Um, you know, I do the, the small change games. I don't really do like the uh, the line betting. I do more of the right. players. But this 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 is big, crazy. Like, I I know people that that's their job. Yeah, that's all they do. That's all they do. Like they lose money, they make money, they lose big, it's like the they stock win market. big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And with without that. Mm 
and no said date of when you can start making your money or losing your money, you know, depending on how your luck goes. Uh, It's tough. It's it's like selling houses. Yeah. If you're familiar with real estate, you know, you wait to get that big house, you never know when it's going to sell. Inflation, whatever. With this, you don't know when. Yeah, like it's so. You don't know when everything's going to come back. You don't know what the betting lines are going right. to be. What about the people that already um, made, made What about the people that already made bets? Like for for uh, odds on who's going to win the season or who's going to be the MVP? You know what happens with those bets? You know, are are they gonna are they gonna cancel certain bets or are they gonna just continue um, to allow those bets to happen or are they gonna change the odds on certain bets? You know, uh, well, I never had a bookie mm-hmm. and. Um, for all the TV shows I used to watch, bookies look like they always want to break your legs. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's going to go to their bookie and say, I need my money right. back. I'm just talking about it. It's, it's not even... They're going to right. oblige. So, but, so talk about... Let's, let's talk about like the amount of money that just people spend on a daily basis on sports, all right? Um, I think this is going to affect the betting industry tremendously. But I think it also gives them an opportunity to try something different. So hear me out on this one. I think e-game, okay. e-gaming and virtual sports are going to take off within the next 30 days to 60 days, next two months. So I think what people are going to do is a, a lot more tuning into to, um, platforms like Twitch, where they have two people play against each other. So And then also have people bet on those games as a way to offset live entertainment, in a sense. What do you think about that? Um, I, I think that's already been done. Um, probably not on the scale of what uh, traditional yeah. um, gamblers and right. betters are mm-hmm. are used to. Um, so it'd be something that they have to do their research yeah. on, or they would have to talk to you know the parties involved that are right. playing. Um, but regardless you know i've i've been uh in thunderstorms as a kid and the lights go off and we have to make up games and stuff to play and be the silliest I things ever a, but yeah, as 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 an as a american here or other countries that are affected by by this you have to find means of entertainment Absolutely, man. um i think i think that's exactly what the betting industry is going to do especially the amount of billions they bring in every year um, as we know, the sports and the sports betting industry is, is, is tremendously huge and vast. Um, I think what they're going to do is is bring in opportunities for certain players or big names in the e-gaming industry and give them opportunity to to tie and sponsor with certain websites like, let's say, FanDuel or something like that, or, or just betting betting websites in general where they'll have like a, a main event type of thing where it's, or even NBA players, certain NBA players do really well on YouTube, man. And all they do is play NBA, NBA um, 2K. And then we have players that play Madden. So I think this, this gives them opportunity to, to make some money while, while they're not making money. Right. Um, I think this is definitely going to open doors for certain people. Um, we're, we're going to see how it's going to affect um, things going forward. Um, I think we covered a lot, man. I think we covered a lot with how. Yeah, but uh, quick, yeah, quickly with that, you don't do uh, the daily. Uh, battle, I, I do, right? I do, I do Fanduel. Yeah, I do. Uh, e gaming is there already. So. E gaming is there, but not to the extent that it could be. Is what I'm trying to say. I I think this is gonna gotcha. give 
whoever is e-gaming an opportunity to be the highlight on TV. I could also see like big networks showing this as like a main event type of thing to test it out and then to see how many people tune in and how the viewership is. And then from from taking that and then and then creating certain lines, betting lines and things like that. You know, I just think this is just going to open up a, a totally different window of opportunity for a lot of people. Um, I, I covered uh, as much as I can, man, with the, the how the coronavirus is affecting sports in general. Um, what do you think? Uh, yeah, um, I think we touched bases on a lot of I things. think we should, uh, I think we should move on to how, how the coronavirus is affecting the entertainment industry, man. Um, what, what are you seeing out there, Def? With, with movies and television, what do you think? Um, I, I love women. <laughs> <laughs> um, women are beautiful. And, second uh, that, second you know, that. Disney had... Disney had Mulan coming out, and, and it sucked that the pre- premiere was supposed to be in China, and then this outbreak happened, and now the movie has been pushed yeah. back. And that that was supposed to be a, a big, uh, big, big yeah. release. And that's going to affect that uh, that movie entirely. Um, so and it was getting good reviews, too. That, that's one. Yeah, pretty great reviews. So just to see that's being pushed back, um, Fast Nine uh, being pushed back a full year. Um, I think no, was it was so, it a full year? Okay, about, gotcha. It might, it might yeah, be ten something months, crazy. Like that, yeah, yeah. To, to me, it's like you know, why why are they pushing it back that much? Was something else wrong with the movie? Was something mm-hmm. else? Um, affecting the way that uh they wanted to release yeah absolutely it. yeah no you're you're right man um so they definitely pushed the release date back from may 22nd of 2020 to april 2nd of 2021 um another few big names is is no time to die which is which is the last installment of daniel craig as james bond um they they pushed that back which was scheduled um for april now um also a quiet place too which a lot of people were looking forward to they pushed back the release date on that so we're seeing a lot of big studios moving moving their release dates back now i think i don't think this is a good thing man because what they do is they spend so much money throughout the year building up hype for for their movie or or their product um and then to push it back i think it's, it's gonna hurt them a lot yeah, no. and what 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 way I look at it is the same way with the sports yeah. industry. There's no end mm-hmm. date. They did not make an end date to a pandemic. So what that means is they're stopping these movies that are already slated to yeah. be released. There's movies that have not gone to production mm-hmm. yet. There's movies that's currently in right. production that most likely will have to shut down. There's television shows that probably are you know in their current series yeah right yeah. now filming the final episodes of their series um before they go to the summer yeah. break uh it's it's other shows um now we're in a different time time frame as a kid i didn't grow up with series being um in the summertime yeah. but now there's series um summer yeah. series um and and the start of fall series um just just like the 
NBA, the NFL, and uh, MLB, and NHL, uh, they there were work stoppages due to strikes, due to disputes over money, but never for health right, crisis. Man. You're you're totally right. So, I, so the the writer strike was huge. TV yeah. sucked. Yeah. TV it really sucked, and I'm not a reality it TV did. guy, and that was all that. And you a lot of watch. shows got canceled too, because they couldn't finish their scripts yeah, for so. certain episodes. Um, my only thing is right, the, like the the movies we named, right? These are big studios. These are like top five studios in the world, in Hollywood especially. So they already spent a ton of money on marketing for this certain release date, right? Now they're gonna have to invest invest mm-hmm. twice as that when they re-release the movie. We're gonna see a lot of movies fail. Just because their budget is being increased, you know, um, even though even when the pandemic um, or the coronavirus does die down eventually, let's pray to God it does. Um, I don't know if they could bounce back this year, man. I think we're going to see a lot of failures. Um, also, with with the TV shows, like you were saying, they're they're a lot more intricate, right? Because they do certain episodes with certain people. A movie's going to have certain characters, so they just film straight through. Um, but TV shows, they have different characters come in, different storylines come in every week. So the shows that release weekly, um, I think they're going to follow the Netflix route where they're just going to probably shoot back to back to back to back and just release all the episodes um, in a condensed way or show them like literally day after each other or I'm sorry, week after each other um, or just release all the shows at one time. Um, but I just don't know how they're going to do that with, without streaming services. What do you think is going to happen on regular TV, though? Are they just going to end the season or extend the season? Um, or you think they're going to follow the Netflix route or like the Hulu route where they just release the entire season or the remaining episodes in a bulk? Well, I, I don't think that matters mostly because you still have to film it. So I think at times they may slow pace their filming um, due to the fact that, you know, the oh, we can shoot an episode now, this week. That's going to be from four weeks from now. Right. But then when you get to the point where, you know, they don't... No, but... So, have go play, ahead. They, they, they don't have actors and actresses and uh, the lighting guy, uh, the person that uh, runs and grabs food, Someone has yeah. an outbreak, um, then everything shut down. Production done. My, my thing is, my thing is the release dates, right? These certain movies and TV shows have certain release dates and premiere dates and the season finales and stuff and deadlines that they have to hit. So if we delay a TV show that's let's say in the summertime that that goes throughout the summertime, um, as soon as fall hits, we have the fall shows come in to play, right? So now, what do you do? Yeah. Do you do you just cancel the summer season just to make sure that by fall you have these shows ready to go? Or do you extend or do you add more episodes to the following season? I I don't know what the best route would be on this one. It's a tough situation to be in if you were if you were that that production house or or just the cast itself. It's I I get what you're saying about the Netflix yeah. model. But but then again, you still have to record those shows. Right. So, if if they have those shows, um, or they have the means to record everything at once, if they go to an isolated area where they record in a private studio, mm-hmm. and do that, 
but even Ooh. then even then what? in the private studios like how do you what do you how do you get those people there how do you get that cast there do you test every individual person to make sure that there's no outbreak or nobody's affected you know what i mean because there's people people you with colds people with colds on the sets all the time and the environments they work in they shoot in really cold places sometimes where people will catch a cold will they be more prone to be like hey all right so he this guy just sneezed or or he has a cold and he's not looking well um, so even if you do do that in a private studio, the production could just halt right away. It, it, it's just crazy. Correct. You know, I, I, I think that, um, the, the industry is definitely going to be affected. Um, the biggest name that we've seen so far is, is Tom Hanks and his wife, which we just saw the breaking news a few days ago that they're being self quarantined and, and he's trying to fight through it. Um, I, I don't know about you, but Tom Hanks is definitely one of my favorite actors out there. Um, his his body of work is is tremendous. Uh, I, I've been watching this guy since I was a little kid. Um, the first movie I saw was big. So um, to see his progression and then to see a big name like that be affected, it, it just shows, man. It, it's it's just the the coronavirus could affect anyone and anybody, you know. Yeah. My my thing my thing is that as a whole, from him. Um, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson and and to Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, those are like the four faces that I'm familiar right. with seeing that they're putting out there right. that has it. What I understand their mm-hmm. privacy. But I want to know status yeah. updates. You know, because I don't get mm-hmm. a status update. All I'm hearing is people are dying and these are the people that you're telling me right. has it now. And you're not giving me status right. updates with them. So I'm here Googling you know, what's this What's the status oh, what's on the Tom progress Hanks? on him? Yeah, because it yeah, was the progress on him, and uh, you know, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are both under thirty yeah. years old. Um, Tom Hanks uh, is is over yeah, sixty. Yeah, he's almost seventy. Old, yeah, all I hear is uh, it's uh, he's mm-hmm. sixty three. I think he is. Um, uh, not almost seventy. Don't give the man that much age. Um, uh, but like you, you hear that it's uh the disease uh, or viral infection that affects older um, right. people and put them in mm-hmm. worse shape. So, like, my, my, my brother, nickname is Gump. Okay. So, it's, it's, it's an association to Tom Hanks right. for being. So, you know, Forrest Gump is by far one of the top ten, I won't say five, I'll probably lie to myself. One top of the greatest five movies of all time. I've ever no seen. question. Yeah. So. So. Just to. Think that you know something like this will take Tom Hanks away from you know. And he, millions of fans and, and along with his family, um, it's. I just want to know what's going so, on. So. So Tom I, Hanks, I, right? He's he's the one. Nobody asked him to do it, but he's the one that came out and and drop those news to to the media and to to the public and his fans where he stated that you know him and Rita Wilson are confirmed with the coronavirus so I think people on that stage that have so many people that that look up to him and follow them um address the situation I think it's going to be huge because of people in their stature to to how many people they could connect to and reach out to um I think it helps with with people mentally because if they see people that they they look up to and trust and and idolize or whatever case may be 
fighting through it and showing how they're dealing with it. I think I think it's huge, man. Um, not a lot of celebrities do that. They only do it for for their benefit. He's actually doing it in a positive way, which which I respect so much. You know. Mm -hmm. Like I, I totally agree. I, 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 I it's 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 a point where if you don't understand uh, the the dangers that you can um, afflict on someone by being the severity of it. Yep, the seriousness of it. Being. Uh, being a healthy person carrying it and you know affecting someone of, of age or someone of uh of some sort of uh underlying medical issue especially um which is uh why they seem to be reports of rudy gobert being a nuisance the and being too childish uh immature about yeah um Cause you know, I I, I would put it as I would have probably acted like Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Thank you, that. Like, no, seriously, um, because like you know, I I wouldn't think I have have anything. I'm like, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a cold. But we're um, talking about reporters from all around the world, man. Right? We're talking about reporters that that come in and cover mm -hmm. cover all these big leagues and and sports in general. So I mean, you got to have some common sense here, bro. You know, I mean, he thought it was funny and then look what happened. Um, I, I think that just shows that in certain situations, you, you could joke around, man. It's not bad to, to be a jovial person and, and joke around with when things are serious. But then you also have to be be smart about it um, and not an, a antagonize it or, or joke about it while you're in a press conference in front of millions of people that are tuned in and watching this. Um, I don't think he's setting the right example. Like, I think that was really childish of him. Um, we saw the effect that it had. Um, we, we saw that he was affected two days before he did that stunt where he touched all the microphones. Um, he was handing out, like, you know, sleeves to kids. And then not even the kids. From what we're seeing, it's not affecting kids as much, right? We haven't seen a lot of cases around kids or any cases for that matter. Um, but those kids have contact with, with elderly people, um, older parents or whatever case may be or whoever they touch on a daily basis. I think that's that's my point. Um, also, uh, another big news is, is Disney in general, right? They, they shut down their parks. Um, they've only done that three times before in history. So, I mean, for, for an industry like that to just completely shut down, man, it, it's crazy. We're seeing the effect that it, it's having on, on travel industry as well, where a lot of uh, cheap tickets and everything going out there um, we saw the article, I, I think I actually sent it to you where it's showing that, you know, younger, younger kids or kids in their twenties and teens are traveling a lot more and they have a, if I die, I die type of mentality. Um, what, what do you think about that, Duff? Uh, I definitely booked me a couple of flights. So you're one of those, <laughs> you're one of those individuals is what you're saying. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's well, that. I'm talking about the people that are traveling currently, I, not not that booked flights way later in the year, which, which I see in a lot of our friends do. No, no, I book I booked the flight for I booked the yeah. flight for next week. So, so it, to me is like I'm I have no underlying God health forbid issues. Anything does, yeah. And um and 
I booked that trip prior um, to them saying more uh, concrete uh, information about right. another virus. And because the price was so low, I didn't put insurance mm-hmm. on it. You know, it's like or I, what some people are doing is they're, they're getting reimbursed because of, of flight cancellations and uh, not a lot of people are taking, taking flights. So people are being reimbursed in miles or, or even getting um, the difference of what they originally paid with how low it is now. Um, you should look into that, actually. Uh, I'm still yeah. going to take my trip. Yeah, but, I um, hear you, man. I hear you. Just, just be uh, careful out there, bro. The way, the way, now nah, the way I look at it is, um, I, I have no older people in my family. Um, I could affect yeah, someone that, else. That's family. that's my point, bro. That's um, that's my point. Um, and it's, I don't know. Um, back back where I'm from, um, in South Carolina, uh, there's no cases in the city where I'm from. There are cases right. in the state. Um, and I, I have a group of friends that were here. Um, this past yep. um, last weekend and it was five mm-hmm. of them and they went back and they're right. okay but it, it, it's just like the fact of uh, the mass hysteria of of things in the mindset of people it's like it ain't gonna happen to me right. type of thing and I'm not saying right. it won't happen to me because it could happen to me. Yeah, I hear you. You know, I, I we live we live in New York, and, and I had a conversation um, with um, one of our friends, and telling me, you know, I can go through in New York, just on going downtown into the city, I I would come in contact with more people, and a twenty minute trip into downtown that Manhattan, than I would, and then. And and no, not even I'm tired. I can spend six months and not, since I'm <laughs> come and in not, contact with that many people that we do. Not go through that and that many were, people. And yeah. yeah. So. So when, when you cancel. Sports uh, seasons and when you cancel, uh, you know these events like Coachella, yeah. and uh, South by Southwest, a lot of EDC and, events and everything else. And you close, and you close. Um, yeah, Disney World. It, it's because of the number of people that can come in contact Absolutely. with each other. So I, I told, I totally understand that. I totally understand now. Um, canceling the NBA um, seasons and yeah. all the other seasons, uh, postponing them, whatever. Right. Um, so, you know, it's it's understandable. I, I have no no qualm mm-hmm. with that. Um, I, it's it's totally yeah. Um, I mean, in, in conclusion, I think I think the sports industry, um, worldwide, um, whatever sport may be, and also the entertainment industry, I think I think they're definitely following the the right procedures and protocol, um, and making the tough decisions that they do to to suspend or shut down or delay, um, whatever they're doing, just because uh, of the safety of of the world, man. Um, like like we've seen. The coronavirus is, is just not in a, in a condensed area. It's, it's worldwide. Um, and the cases are, are becoming more and more. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think we touched a lot uh, on the effects that it's having. Uh, we'll definitely be be watching this and, and being being close to it. Um, I'm just curious to see, man, um, how long this is going to pan out. 
and um, we'll we'll cover this on on the next one, if anything. Thanks for tuning in to the Bollywood Podcast. Stay real.